This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And we are recording with Mr. Mike Shelby, who hasn't been on here since, well, I guess the YouTube days, uh, back with a Dale and Ted uh, I and clearly I'm already having a stroke because I can't talk and uh, Mr. Clay Martin who's been on here before author of Concrete Jungle and Prairie Fire you came on here for Prairie Fire I'll put that book in the description I'll put both y'all's Twitter in the uh, description as well but to just kind of get to it uh, how fucked are we as a nation <laughs> and as a people Clay if you want to kind of kick I, it off how much time do you have this is y'all's podcast because I, I can't talk because my brain's oatmeal Bro, uh, I'll uh, I'll feel that with first, I guess. Uh, completely fucked as uh, as my assessment. Uh, nothing is good. Nothing is fucking okay. Uh, it's it's funny that we're here on Memorial Day talking about this stuff. We just had this uh, shooting in Texas, another shooting at a music festival in Oklahoma last night or yesterday. Uh, we got the Davos nonsense going on. Like like we could go down like a whole rabbit hole of like how fucked we are right now. Yeah. Okay, Mike. I agree. We're we're super fucked. That's a professional assessment. Yes, that's <laughs> right. a technical term. All right. Well, uh, guys, thanks for tuning would... into our intelligence briefing. We are <laughs> super fucked. That's uh, as Eisenhower, I believe Eisenhower would say that. LeMay said that in October 62. Gentlemen, we're super fucked, and I'll see you guys in NORAD. Sorry, Mike. You know, my big big problem is that there's just, there are no, right as of right now, no one I think is offering a good solution to the problems historically these the kinds of problems we're experiencing do not solve a they don't solve themselves b they get much worse and c they they tend to last for hundreds of years after like a empire collapse for instance uh generations if not hundreds of years before things uh get get sorted back out we're in a unique position though i think we i think we can win i'm not going to say we will win but i think we can and unfuck ourselves but it's a it's a long road ahead Mike, I think that's a super important point that you bring up there. There's a lot of hopeless fucking bullshit going on out there. Like we're just in this slide that can't be corrected. I'm with you. I, I think that we can win. Uh, I think that our victory is absolutely not assured, but uh, I think we we can recover and win, which does put us in a unique place in history. Uh, but it's the habit of people keeping their do nothing. Yeah, that's just all there is to that. Yeah, declines a choice. That's, I mean, uh, yeah, all jokes aside, like, it, sure, we're fucked. But at the same time, I mean, if you truly think there's nothing, there's nothing cool, there's nothing stunning and brave about being blackpilled. Like, it's just, it's no. just, it's just, it's like, sure, we can, yeah, we're fucked. There's a bunch of, you know, transgendered so, uh, social that I'm just using, I'm having a stroke, a bunch of transgendered socialists taking over the country. But, at the same time, I genuinely do believe we've been in worse situations. Granted, I'm 31. I've never served in the military. I have a limited understanding of the world. But I don't know. I mean, I look at World War II, and I know that's the most cliche thing. But 
you know, when a technologically advanced nation was taking over Europe and incinerating Jews and then psychopath Japanese people were bombing our uh, bombing Pearl Harbor. I mean, it, we didn't have the overwhelming force of the U.S. military. Like we're looking at it now. We're, we're born into this thing where we have this overwhelming might, but it hasn't always been that way. We've been in worse spots. October 62. I mean, we had megaton warheads 90 miles off the coast of Cuba or 90 miles off the coast of Florida. Like, we've been in worse spots. Well, I think that depends on how you look at uh, All right. been in worse spots. As I mean, here's the difference to me. The empire is fucked. We as a people don't have to be fucked. Uh, I think, however, all of that military power that we allegedly have right now is actually the opposite of good for us. I think that's uh, I think that's that goes in the liabilities column for what it's okay. going to take to get out of this fucking mess, uh, which is not nice and polite, but it is true. Okay. Mike? If you go back and you, and I agree with Clay with the, we, we have, we have never been in, in a worse situation. We're at the end of the cycle. We're, this is the, this is the short-term debt cycle, the long-term debt cycle and the end of the American empire, the empire cycle. And there's lots of science and history that backs it up. Trust the science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I mean, I agree with that 100%. It's, uh, it's unfortunately very true, but that's, I mean, that's where we had to look at this. And I, I think that's part of the problem with uh, a lot of the, the normal people today. They're not looking at that. They're looking at, like, let's vote our way out of this in uh, November, and we'll, you know, get, you know, Trump again or some bullshit, and uh, we'll just fix this. Like, that ship has sailed, man. It's over. Uh, as far as, like, correcting course uh, as, a, as a nation as we understand it today. Sure. Uh, I mean, personally, I don't think we're very far off from this either has to split into multiple factions and and national divorce uh, or they're just going to wipe out the people that, you know, wanted to be Americans like 10 years ago. Mike. Yeah, I would like to see, you know, you go back to the founding and the states were always supposed to be their own experiments, right? I mean, there was a federal constitution, but the states were allowed to make whatever laws they wanted. Just the federal government could not violate those, those, uh, you know, the, the tenets of the, the bill of rights here. Uh, and so, you know, as my, you know, my understanding is if Massachusetts wanted to go ban guns in 1790 or, you know, 1801, they, they could have, the federal government w- would not be able to do that. Uh, I would like to see us go back to that right now. We're, we're, we have a, a quote unquote federal government that's trying to be a national government, uh, the way forward is is go going back to a federal system, and that's assuming that things can be fixed. If they cannot be fixed, then the power I think lies with the states. And I was just I was just listening to this, to this uh, podcast with this guy that wrote a book on civil war. It was absolute dog shit. But he said, "Oh, all the all the constitutional experts agree that secession is illegal." And you know, listen, whether it happens by secession, I don't know. I don't know that you could pass a political referendum on secession uh, in this country in the near future. However, uh, the federal government's having a legitimacy crisis. It's struggling to become a national government. That's one way is that it does become a national government and it becomes authoritarian like, like many countries have. Uh, an alternative scenario is that you has, it has a massive fiscal collapse has a massive legitimacy crisis. And you do see States coming back and saying, well, we're, we want to get off the sinking ship. We, we no longer want to be controlled by D.C., 
and uh, we're going to beat you to the punch. We're going to go ahead and try to become our own country. Uh, has historically happens with balkanization. I mean, lots of other places have done that. I think Mike's got a really good point there. There's uh, there's some fantastic books actually about the case of secession, whether or not it was legal. It was it was basically agreed that it maybe was legal before 1860, and then definitely wasn't legal after that anymore because of uh, was it for. 20th Amendment, whichever basically made it illegal. But there's a, a very strong case that before that, that both the founders believed, uh, as well as all the states that ratified the original Constitution believed the Constitu- that uh, secession absolutely was on the table. Uh, somebody brought it up yesterday. There's actually a, a series of debates between uh, John C. Calhoun and uh, some other chucklehead uh, with Calhoun defending the uh, right of secession uh, post-Civil War. Uh, I think one of those books actually called uh, was Davis the traitor, but uh, some some great fantastical content there. But I think the bigger point is it doesn't matter if it's legal or illegal. At some point, the states will get so fed up, I believe, especially because we're so divided as a nation, that the difference between like hard left and hard right now is so far from anything we've ever seen before. It doesn't actually take a state seceding. It All it really takes is a state saying the federal government has so strongly overstepped its bounds that we no longer recognize its authority. And it gives you de facto secession, which is the same thing. Uh, I, I kind of believe the direction that this will head. Is it, and I know it's a simple kind of quote-unquote solution made by smooth brain retards like myself, but like is there any legitimacy to like Smed, like General Smedley Butler saying, defend the Bill of Rights and defend the borders, and that's it. Is there a case for for reeling back in the empire, or can empire not be reeled back in? Is it by the very sort of maniacal, egotistical nature of globe-spanning empire? It's never going to check itself. You know, it's it's the it's the <clears throat> it's the brilliantly self-aware person that checks into therapy and goes, "I'm addicted to this." Most people go when they wake up wrapped around a telephone pole or they're getting yelled at by cops in their front yard is the nature of empire that we can't check our or just we'll just historically it just it just won't. It will just become so bloated and overreached that it will collapse in on itself. Is there any way that isn't just some idyllic silver lining rainbows thing that we do sort of unwind or pull back these these bases in however many countries we have to focus on just domestic issues or is that the beast itself like dc just like it's overstepping its its authority it's not going to reel it in i mean they're clearly laundering money through ukraine is are are we asking the, the the drug addict to i don't know impound themselves into therapy Mike. Yeah, the the nature of empires is cyclical and yeah. and they follow cycles and we're de- because we're dealing with human nature, right? I mean, it's not every cycle to a T, but they follow very broad strokes, almost all of them, I believe. Like you go you read Peter Turchin and uh uh John Glubb and Jack Goldstone and some of these other guys writing about historical cycles, especially Peter Turchin. And we're dealing with human nature. Human nature is fundamentally unchanged for, I don't know, either thousands of years or hundreds of thousands of years, whichever perspective you want to take. And there is no, I'm on, I am unaware of any kind of empire 
that has tried to reverse its collapse. The first step in doing that, however, is to admit you have a problem, which you're <laughs> doing. <laughs> I, I would tend to agree with that. I, you know, like, you know, the guys that have studied, especially democracies, always go down the same road. I had democracies perish from my uh, Jean back in 1985. It, it's almost always a democracy's thing to realize that they can bribe people to vote. And then we have yeah. this whole power structure. That's what we have now. So it, to me, it's not even the military industrial complex, which is its own problem. It's the fact that like, what, like 46% of the U S populations on the dole in, in some form, uh, we just printed like 25% of all the money that's ever been in this country 80. last year. 80. Oh, that, that hurts even more. Yeah. Th- there is no reeling that in. Uh, which is also why we're on the cusp of this great reset uh, bullshit, either by design or, or taking advantage of a situation. Or like Mike said, we're coming to the end of a debt cycle, too. They know they have to blow up the economic system because it's fucked. It's unsustainable. Uh, that being said, though, I don't feel like there's any way to rein this in uh, as it stands right now. Even if you could, like, let's let's just say for a second that, like, you could march on Washington today and, and take over all the, the pretty buildings and de facto declare control of the country. You still have 49% retards that you have to fucking deal with. Like, like how, how are you going to fix those people? You can't, uh, it can't be done unless you're willing to just genocide them, which is, I mean, that's, we're getting into like crazy land that, you know, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a white guy with blue eyes. I am, I am the great Satan, but <laughs> I mean, in in a way, I kind of like I could be like I could be like the personification of America. I have the flag and I'm wearing sunglasses inside like I'm the drug addict. And it's like, all right, well, the first thing is to admit that there's a problem. And, you know, you guys are you guys are Skyping in and you know this is the intervention. Can it happen or is this just a thing where it's it's not necessarily it's not even necessarily an American thing. It's just human nature. It's like China will rise. China will run the shit for a couple you're, hundred years. You're asking me right now. You're asking me. Yeah, third generation billionaires' kids cannot yes. fucking overdose. Statistically, the odds are like almost zero. Yeah, Mike. I let me let's let's look at an alternative case here because there there are a lot of people that say. Well, this is not the end of the American empire because America has lots of natural resources. We still have technical and uh, technical know-how. I mean, we're, you know, we're st- in a lot of ways we're, we're still uh, at, at the leading edge, if not, a, you know, not always in first place, but we're still way ahead of the world. And they say, well, this is not the end of the American empire. This is the end of the American Republic. And we haven't even started to have an empire yet. And in the stakes by Michael Anton, he writes about this American Caesar scenario, potential scenario where you have a Caesar like figure take the reins and, you know, we become authoritarian and, and we become the legitimate empire. And it's going to be part of, part of what makes the United States an empire is just our our global presence and territories and, you know, kind of de facto territories around the world. And the second we stop having those things, we stop becoming an empire. So this, I, I would say that, you know, this thing, like we're just, we're going to cut off our extremities and focus on uh, keeping our, our heart pumping, uh, you know, yeah. to the core, to our torso, um, you know, at that point we, we, we would stop being an empire anyway. Yeah. Clay. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a valid point, uh, as well as, you know, that guy actually has a very good point, too, that usually following democracies is dictatorships historically also in the cycle. So that's not off the table. Uh, would we, as a people, take that? Uh, I don't know. And, and which side would it come from? Would it be a right-wing dictator or left-wing dictator? Uh, I mean, depending on your opinion of uh, January 2020, we're pretty close to one of those right now. I just... I think there's too many people and too uniquely American of spirit on both sides to actually take that, which is why we might end up with two uh, with a coastal empire and an inland empire. But I, I just really feel like there's no one that can put everything back together. Yeah. Um, and just as an aside for anyone that regularly watched this podcast, I did have a concussion 10 days ago, which is why perhaps I sound more retarded and paused than normal. Um, but is there something that sort of almost forces the empire to, to continue? So back, Mike, what you're saying about sort of become the empire, lean into it, right? It's, uh, it's that soft power. It's, Hey, you guys got to go. You guys got to go. You got to stop fighting. And when they don't, all of a sudden the tear gas comes out and the SWAT team comes out. That power was always there, but there was just this sort of like foreplay of you have a choice and like we won't exert it. I mean, I've I've interviewed uh, uh, David Vine before, Professor Vine, who's author of Base Nation, and and Will Arkin, who wrote The Generals Have No Clothes. And they both talk about our 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 wrapping literal physical presence around the world, as well. I mean, going all the way back to like what like Teddy Roosevelt and coaling stations, as well as us being the main you know arms manufacturer. You have to use our shit, and you better believe there are back doors into it. And if all of a sudden you're not pro American one day. OMG, that's kind of crazy. Your F-35 just doesn't take off anymore. We have this thing, but it's still sort of dressed up as this America, you know, the politician with the closed fist and the thumb thing, like we're going to do the right thing. Does it get to a point where all of a sudden our problems are so bad that, you know, the tax man comes and all of a sudden we go, all right, well, now we're going to start acting like an empire. Does does the facade fall off and it goes, all right, well, you know, I asked you, but now I'm telling you, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. Is that just the, is that the inevitability we're, we're being backed into a corner. You're having this multi-trillion dollar defense machine that's been built up over decades and you're going, all right, guys, your time's up. You can't play anymore. They're not going to just all right, and you give them the ball and go home. No, you look to your left and you look to your right and you go, wait, I have the biggest military in the history of the world. And I'm not saying it's good, but it seems like that's the natural progression. If either you want to take it, I don't really know if there's a question in there. Well, we definitely don't have the largest military sure. in the world. Uh, the most technologically advanced, maybe for like the next five or 10 years in, in many cases, not all. Gosh, I was, I was, uh, Clay, why don't you take over? I was about to say something. I forgot what I was going to say. I'll, uh, I'll field that one, I think, uh, for in, in kind of a different way than Mike's looking at it. I'm going to say that, yes, that possibility exists. And uh, as much as I talked about there could be a left wing and a right wing, I, I would have to say that if, if we're talking about like likely to happen, I would say that we're more primed for like a no shit, like hardcore, like right wing dictator kind of takeover guy. And he would have to also be a religious figure, in my opinion. 100%. That's the only way. But yeah, man, I mean, just take a look back at the Weimar Republic and then uh, you know, Hitler's rise uh, and the way he did stuff. It's very, very possible. 
uh, is think about this. You get like a dude that has the charisma of Trump and then some, but he's actually got the stones to back it up. Yeah. He shows up, uh, takes over whatever, uh, bitch slaps Congress a little bit. Maybe he's actually got control of, of both houses for a little while. Just declares an emergency like we dissolve this bullshit. Uh, we're done. We have to. Things are so fucked up. We have to correct this. Which is also a, a classic of a you know dictator move, and yeah, then he goes to like those military industrial guys complexes houses with like you know fucking Delta Force guys with them. It's like you fuckhead, get out. You work for me now. Like you live in a fucking shack. You build fucking F twenty two Raptors. Your profit margin is zero. And I said go. Yeah, that's entirely plausible. Uh, yeah, I, it would take a lot of you know moves to make that happen, but yeah, that, that's very possible. I see that as very being very difficult because the th- the big thing that we learned about with Trump was there's there's not enough Trump people in government for Trump to yes. be a fascist, right? All these people say, right. oh, Trump's a fascist. <laughs> Trump couldn't even get his own cabinet to do what he wanted them to do. So I agree. It would take someone way more skilled than Trump was. Well, what if that same person was willing to liquidate the bureaucrats, though? Well, I that, mean, that's that's kind of I, I think where yeah, I was going to say yeah. No, you can't you can't be Kathy, Kathy Griffin and go out with a rubber decapitated Trump head and then ban Trump from Twitter. You can't vote out the fascist. Hitler right. puts a a fucking bullet through his brain. That's what happens. Hirohito watches two of his cities get vaporized. That's what happens. I think I think there would probably be a new twist on it. It wouldn't be Delta Force going to the houses and saying you work for me now. I think it would be more of like a, hey, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go gangbang the world. Like I know there's been this whole military industrial complex, Eisenhower Smedley. We're actually just gonna start owning it now. This is what we're gonna do. War Powers Act from the '40s. It's just indefinite now. That's what it is. We're just gonna build ships and bomber. And again, I'm not condoning this, but it just seems like that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be someone that doesn't. It's not gonna be that. Like, like you said, Mike, there's not enough Trump people. It would be someone that doesn't give a fuck. And people don't go for that when things are relatively okay. When the internet works and the air conditioning turns on, the water works, and you can fucking order shit on Uber or Uber Eats or whatever the fuck. People don't go for it. When inflation keeps going, I mean, what, we're like a what a year, year and a half into this? When it keeps going at this? When when we're gonna look back at the good old days of remember when we couldn't get baby formula? Do you remember COVID nineteen that little thing? When it keeps going like this, and all of a sudden you don't just have a Russia into Ukraine, you don't just have a China into Taiwan, and you have an India into Pakistan. When it keeps on going, people aren't gonna give a shit about the formalities of, well, should we allow the fascists? No, you just take over. Hitler didn't wait until everyone voted for the Blitzkrieg. He's like, hey, this shit's so fucked. We've been absolutely embarrassed. We need this place. We need some living room. You just go take it. No one, no one agreed to it. No one signed off on it and said, well, I guess you could take Poland. They just did it. And again, I'm not condoning it, but it's just what it what We didn't give Japan permission to bomb Pearl Harbor. Like it just, we embargoed them to the point where they just did. That's what I think it's going to be. It's going to be someone... It's going to be Trump. You're, they're going to look back and go, remember, man, I wish we had Trump. The left is going to say, God, I wish we had Trump. At least he was rational. Like, that's what it's going to be. All right. Let me play devil's advocate. Here. Sure. I'm Because I, I disagree with that. Yeah, I'm one talking the, out uh, of my ass nonstop. Well, Just, one of the, I mean, the, the big takeaway is that the, the quote unquote U.S. led rules based international order 
is still functioning right now because yeah. you see what they've done to Russia with sanctions and cutting off and, you know, even threatening Chinese, uh, these Chinese state-owned uh, enterprises are still, you know, they're, they're backing away from doing business with some of these Russian entities because they don't want to get sanctioned next. And so if that were to happen, what international, I mean, what, what is the European union going to do? What are our major trade partners going to do? Are they, you know, are they just going to say, Oh yeah, we're going to keep buying American products from this fascist dictatorship or, or whatever. Right. And maybe they will. I mean, certainly Russia has, uh, Russia has a, a Germany by the balls, but I, I just look at that and I say, well, let's, if the shoe were on the other foot and we're dealing with, uh, you know, if, if the United States weren't leading it, I doubt maybe, maybe China will for a period. I, I doubt they're going to replace the United States. The EU can't do it. Uh, nobody in Africa is going to do it. Although Nigeria is going to be like larger than the United States here in the next, in this century. Uh, I, what other, you know, what other uh, international led system will there be? But so the, the point is, you know, what happens when, when the United States becomes ostracized by the globe, because all these democracies say, well, you can't do that in this world. You can't do that in our international rules-based system. Just as a devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I want to say the same thing that happened with, uh, with Russia. They'll just sell their oil to China and India. Uh, the ruble will rebound to being stronger than it was before we sanctioned it. I mean, man, everybody can take their opinion from this Russian invasion of Ukraine that they want. Uh, and there's still unanswered questions there for sure. But, uh, I, I think we've all been taken a little back by how fucking weak uh, economic sanctions actually are. And we've also been taken aback by the fact that Russia can't beat up, you know, a third rate fucking country in the middle of Europe. But I think we've really shown over the last couple of months that we don't have any teeth. When it, I mean, we kicked them out of the banking system. They built a new one. Like, oh, I have to say that. My opinion, you talk about somebody with the economic power of the United States flipping the script. People would just buy our shit and uh, and shut the fuck up. Maybe they protest in front of our embassy for a minute, but nothing that would really matter. Yeah, yeah. I... What what about I mean, what about capital flight, right? Because you have all these very fantastically wealthy billionaires, and yeah, I get it. Where else in the world are they going to put it other than the United States? Uh, but China struggles with that. China has very strict rules on cap, you know, capital controls. You can't. It's against the law to to move your money outside of China. Mm-hmm. Right. However, all these American billionaires, if this were to have, first of all, if, if we were to have a, a right-wing dictatorship, which I'm not saying will not right. happen, it's, it's possible. If that were to happen, we are going to have a civil war here at home. We're going to have a massive insurgency. That's probably going to have lots of external support from democracies all around the world, just like we're supporting the Ukrainians against mm-hmm. the Russians. Uh, and if you're China, you know, what, are you are you going to support the? I, I don't know what side you know you're going to support, but let's look at the major world powers and what side they're going to support. I'm just saying, economically will be disastrous, financially disastrous, and you know that that probably plays into the the you know the the fascist favor, uh, you know, building order out of chaos. But uh, it, just from a preparedness perspective, it will be absolutely catastrophic for a long oh, time, and I don't absolutely. know that you ever come back from that. No. Maybe maybe America's unique because we have massive amounts of natural resources, but you still got to sell it to somebody. Yeah, I think if you're China, you don't really choose a side. You just feed both and let it rape itself to death. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of a rhetorical question. That's exactly yeah. my point, though. Oh, 
the, the Ollie North special, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get it. yeah. yeah. again, very, very intellectual terms here. We are uh, <laughs> utterly fucked and you will be raped to death, but something like that. But it does, it does, kind of, we do seem to be at, and maybe it's just the sort of fallacy of we always think our own situation is more unique because it's the present day, but everyone's been saying, well, it's different now. Now we have the steam engine, you know, now we have the hot air balloon, now we have the ICB. Now everyone always thinks it's unique. It does seem odd now and that there are these sort of weird like escape clauses that haven't existed before. Like Elon's trying to just go to a different planet. And then Which is a, considering what's happening, that's a pretty good move. It's a pretty brilliant move. It's kind of the only move. And then normally it's just you kind of see the power shifting from nation to nation and it takes on, but it's no matter what the century or millennia is or what the leading technology is, whether it's pyramids or supercomputers, it is just the power kind of just shifts around the world and takes on different faces and whatever. And like we talked about, it goes through the cycles. This one does seem a little different because at least in my limited retarded kind of opinion, the idea of the great reset of a world economic forum of a, hyper elite at the top it seems like the first time it's instead of bouncing from nation to nation it's kind of culminating at the apex yeah no, i don't no, know I, if we've I, seen that dude i think you're absolutely right i mean we, we've entertained the uh, the idea of a right-wing dictatorship over here for like you know 10 minutes but that's that was far-reaching fan it was actually happening right now you're right they're trying to consolidate all this power at the top and uh, absolutely uh fuck all of us forever uh which is probably the bigger point of what's going on i mean i don't think anybody can deny it. they're trying to establish like a like a, a global Feudal. not one guy but like one world government type of thing even if it's not just a really a one world government it's like you have your piece and i have mine but we work together globalist uh takeover i mean they've been talking about it all fucking week at davos this is what they're trying to do so probably the bigger question is how how do we resist that uh and do we think that Americans will just let that shit happen to us? Because we're really the only people that can stop it. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Baseline. If, you know, on our trajectory, we are headed towards this internationalist global system. And in China, even China now is talking about, whoa, it's, it's Asia's time. Wang Yi, Chinese foreign minister said, oh, it's Asia's time to lead the world. It, we're going to, we're going to, build this world order in, in our image now, because it's our century. And I, I somewhat doubt that's going to happen. However, uh, but that is the baseline. Or the, I, not the baseline, that's the base case scenario. If nothing knocks us off the trajectory, that's where we're headed. I, um, honestly, I think more than a, a, a fascist uh, government in D.C., I think it's more likely that, that states become harder right. You know, you look at a, a state like Idaho, or, you know, Eastern Washington, Eastern Oregon. And, you know, there's some political leader at the county level or, you know, maybe at the state level and uh, on the right. And they, and they just say, look, when in the course of human events, we have, uh, you know, there's a human right to uh, have, self, you know, self-government and we're, we're going to establish our own thing. And, and then you get into this realm of insurgency where you have two governments competing for legitimacy in areas, you know, you look, you look at some of these, places out in eastern uh, eastern washington and uh they're some of them are trying to join idaho number one yeah, yeah. and number two they say oh well i mean you know let's just say i don't know if it'd be spokane but whatever country you know or whatever city uh, are we are we more interested in having a government in 
um, let's just say Spokane. It's not going to be that, but let's just say. Or are we interested in having our seat of government in Olympia or in, I don't know, Portland or whatever the capital of Oregon is? So I, that's one way that I could see hard right movements taking place. I, nothing at the national level, nothing, no hard right anybody's going to take over D.C. Place is too entrenched. It's, I don't think that's going to happen. I think what's more likely to happen is that you have states or a group of states or you, you have a legitimate insurgency in a period of empire collapse and you have a new government that is built by a large movement of people. Historically, this is what happens. Yeah. The elections are too fortified to get a, a right wing leader. <laughs> this uh, this November is going to be entertaining for sure. <laughs> no, no yeah, yeah it, it's and this is so and kind of again, you know, it's so unique now. But there are like there's like another aspect, and it's we've never really been at a point. You've always had to have like the masses, as much as they hate the the unwashed masses. You still need them to toil in the field, to build the shit, to bring the shit. We are reaching a point in the history of man where robotics and software can actually replace the knuckle-dragging retards. That is exactly, I think, the point and exactly why they can get away with this now. When you bring it up, people are like, all right, you lost me. And it's like, no, we're we're at this point where there are, we're, we're creating metal men who don't don't question orders. They just do it. I, I think what you're trying to say, Tommy, is that we can get by with a lot less slaves now. That's how they look at it, I, I believe, at the, at the higher yeah. levels. Uh, yeah, I really think there's this, this movement to knock off the middle piece of the pyramid so that you know the ruling elite uh, and, I don't know, whatever the, the slave to ruling elite ratio is, like 1 to 10,000 or some bullshit, whatever it takes to keep the roads maintained, keep my iPhone going, uh, keep uh, the chef awesome five-star equivalent to Uber Eats in my house, uh, and then the peasants take care of themselves. I think that's what they're gunning for, man. It seems like that's the glide path. That is the objective. Yeah. Well, then eventually you wouldn't need anyone because if the robots become capable enough, why would you, you wouldn't need any slaves. I think they kind of, I think they kind of get off on ruling though. I think they want some people alive. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's other things that you can't replace yet or in the near future surgeons, uh, psychologists, uh, Jenna Jameson, like you can't replace those things just yet. So that's why, again, I say they need, you know, a number of slaves that's, that's correct for, for ruler. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's on a glide path to eventually knock that off. I don't think down to zero, but, you know, low. Yeah. You can't really sacrifice a robot to Moloch, though. That doesn't. Yeah, really it doesn't work. have the same. No, kick. It's, not, it's yeah. Again, hydraulic it's, fluid. Nobody. Again, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 pl- it's playing video games versus actually just flooring it on the highway. It's a different high. You can't. Right. You know, you put on the cloaks and you're sacrificing a baby in the t- in the basement of the Vatican. It's not the same if it's VR. Yeah, yeah. Mike, have we completely lost you? <laughs> no, I just think I, I think all this stuff, depending on who you ask, you know, somewhere between 10 to 20, maybe up to 50 percent of Americans are going to lose their job to machine learning, automation and robotics over the next 20 years. That is a massive part of the American workforce. And I actually think this this is a greater indicator of a left wing authoritarian uh, government because they're already talking about universal basic income. What what are these people going to do when they lose their jobs? And all of a sudden th- there is no other work. 
And, and it's the white collar class. that's also going to be hammered because you you can have an accountant that oversees, you know, 10 machines or an accountant that just double checks the work of all these AI software platforms out there, crunching numbers way faster and with zero errors uh, way faster than a human could. And so all the, all of a sudden you get 10, 20, 30, 50% of the Americans out of work over the next 20 years. What the hell are these people going to do? Like, how are they going to survive? There's a, a big debate in AI right now. There's a, I think it's called the future of work. I haven't read it, but there's a book. And basically this guy argues that this is the utopia because productivity from robotics and automation is going to be so high that humans are just going to be able to sit back and, you know, start a painting career and go live, live like a hobby because uh, they won't need to earn money because all the money is being generated by robotics. Okay. I don't agree with that. It's an interesting take, but uh, I, this is all leading again, going back to base case here, this is all leading to towards like a, a socialist system slash, you know, maybe at some point uh, left-wing, you know, Marxist dictatorship uh, because there's just going to be so many people dependent on the system. And when all these people are dependent on the system, I mean, when, when, when Larry loses his trucking job and he's got to feed his kids and let's just say, you know, he's a a hardcore Republican conservative two a guy. uh, I mean, what, what's he what's he going to do when he can no longer feed his family? Is he going to vote for UBI because that's the way he he knows that he's going to be taken care of, or is he going to say, well, it's a you know it's a long road ahead, but we have to a, a neo luddite revolution. There, I'll pose the question back to y'all. Yes, I'm a Allahu Akbar just with an EMP. You know, given the choice of uh, living slavery or Aloha snack bar with an EMP, I, I'm not that disfond of the dark ages. But yeah. I think my point to, uh, to what Mike is saying there is uh, let's let's compress the timeline a little bit because this is what we're on uh, with the with the AI advances in the robotics. Is he is right? It's going to take that much that much of our, our jobs away. Uh, what if we could transport back to, uh, I don't know, like 1890, uh, F-150s, fuel stations, and the interstate system? What would happen to the horses for the horse-drawn carriages? Would people still spend their money to feed those horses while they drove their trucks to do their job? Or would they turn them into glue? Yeah. See, that's what I think is the problem. I think they're holding up this idea of like UBI will take care of the workers and you know whatever when nobody has a job anymore. I think what they actually plan to do is uh, not have the, uh, the the unwashed rabble around anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's realizing you can downsize the corporation and instead of saying you're all fucked, it's going, hey, we're having a big gala Friday. You know, <laughs> right. check under your seats. You're laid Free off. Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's cyanide or a bonus, whichever you want. It's, I mean, and and then this is kind of the real, I guess, dark question is like, is this the inevitable? You run the human experiment a billion times, or any sentient bipedal carbon-based life form. Is this just kind of what happens? Is this just if you really zoom out and look at? Okay, well, you have like proteins reproducing and they become single, sing, single, single cellular, multicellular, and then they start coordinating, create different organ systems, and they create bodies and bodies create societies. And I mean, are we just looking at the natural coalescence of this is what intelligence does? And if you really 
panned out to some hyper intelligent AI or godlike species, they might look at it and go like, yeah, what are you guys complaining about? Like, this is as natural as flowers blooming. Like, this is just what happens. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's a very, uh, it's a very viable uh, way of looking at it. Uh, the only thing that I think is going to surprise people is uh, things never go according to plan, no. which, uh, and we will see. Uh, and it goes back to the arrogance of, of the people that are in charge. Like, I mean, these dickheads really do think they're smarter than everyone and, uh, you know, whatever, smell the coolest and poop doesn't stink. Yeah. The, I, my feeling, though, is they have badly miscalculated the uh, survival instincts and feral capabilities of the average man. And uh, so I think that's also what plunges this into chaos. I, I think you have what was looked at as like a very smooth, like, okay, we'll do things this way. And then all of a sudden there's IEDs in the middle of your fucking plan, uh, which actually just escalates things. Uh, you know, that's, that's how things really go off track. And uh, I think this could get very entertaining, very spicy. It's, yeah, I mean, you look at, the, the competence of the U.S. military. I mean, you look at someone like McNamara and the whiz kids. The reality is, is a bunch of rice farmers won. Yeah. The reality is, is they won in Iraq with cell phones and artillery shells with wires. It's a, it's a, I mean, it sucks to suck. And it, it, it sucks to say on Memorial Day, it sucks to say in front of an American flag, but okay, let's not even use it. What's happening with Russia and Ukraine? Granted, we're propping up Ukraine. Right. There is Why? this sort of the harder you, you know what, you know what Ublek is? O-O-B-L-E-C-K. It's a non-Newtonian fluid. You see videos on YouTube where it's like, it's a squishy, kind of looks like oatmeal or something. And if you punch it, you can't actually break the surface. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's an, it's an, and you actually, like, I think you can even shoot it and it won't penetrate it. But then if you just dip your finger, it'll go through. The more power you push on it, this thing becomes wildly resilient. I mean, it's almost like reactive armor on like an Abrams. It's absurd. You kind of see that. You see a bunch of illiterate goat fuckers, and then, like, all of a sudden, they nut up, and they're, like, you know, they're kind of waving their thumb as, like, the military with the B2 spirits goes home with its tail between its leg, and it's like, what the fuck just happened? It might be that, where it's like, you can fuck us for so long before the amount of power needed to move forward every incremental inch is exponentially greater belief is a powerful weapon yeah uh that's something that i, I think is often overlooked and i, I do I, irish got their their own country too from uh you know with basically fucking armor lights and revolvers and a couple of car bombs uh <laughs> against a legitimately incredibly powerful military that spoke their own language and had been entrenched there for you know hundreds of years weird shit happens man i mean it's, I, I wouldn't often put my money on the insurgency or the guerrillas because they statistically do usually get their ass kicked. But uh, sometimes, man, they get the fucking title belt. They throw that knockout punch and that's it. Mike. But it is a, definitely a weird time to be alive. Yeah. I think insurgency has a, a pretty good track record. And speaking of insurgencies, you look at the rice farmers and their flip flops, uh, they won twice. They kicked the French out of Indochina and they turned right around and <laughs> kicked the United States out of Vietnam. How many times did they kicked the shit out of China in 1982? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, the, yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. met one of the uh, generals that led one of the offenses against the Chinese. And, uh, yeah, as soon as we were done with them, China decided to step up and they fucked them up, too. Yeah. I mean, they, so, did, uh, they did kick out the Soviets. The Afghanis did. They took yeah. on both Cold War the British. Alexander <laughs> Dugan talks about this. He he wrote a it's kind of, it's more of a, more or less of an essay. It's a really short book. It's called The Great Awakening versus the Great Reset. And this is exactly what he's talking about. He says this is uh, like uh, he doesn't say uh, I don't I don't think he says satanic or he doesn't say like antichrist. But he says this is like the end of humanity. This robotics this this machine stuff. It, he's talking about uh, human human robot hybrids, which he says is the future of humanity. And he says, uh, look, there's a there should be a global coalition against all this stuff because you have these deeply traditional societies. You know, he says, look, the Russians are going into Ukraine to stop American hegemony to to try to defeat the new world order. And he said, and then you have the Chinese, which are also illiberal. They are uh, now maybe they. Uh, maybe they won't have global aspirations, um, but and, and he said, and he talks about traditional society, and he says Islam, all of Islam, it, these the Muslims aren't going to go along with this stuff. Yeah, and he says, and then you have the Trump movement in the United States, and he says, we, he says all these groups need to come together and push back against the global agenda, which is trying to turn humanity into human robot hybrids. It's very interesting. He calls it the Great Awakening. It's a very interesting um, book. It's a real a really short read, maybe like a hundred pages or something. Um, and he says, look, this is this all comes down to individualism. And he says the global the globalists are hyper individual versus collectivism, which he says, you know, collectivist traditional societies. And uh, I mean, this is the this is the battle for humanity is what he says. If, uh, What's the author's name? I'm actually going to put that one in my notes for. Uh, yeah. Al- Alexander Dugan, D-U-G-I-N. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Leo Zagami is. I've had him on here several times. He's buddies with he goes on alex jones a lot he's this like he, I, I don't know what his background i think he was like the head of like the uh the what is it? it's one of the not the masons i don't know something in uh like monaco and his family's in like the vatican like really kind of an illuminati oh, guy like and then, fucking knights templar or some bullshit yeah and then he like under he like under like voluntarily oh, underwent shit. like you know, like an exorcism and then he was kicked out of italy during covid and now he's in California. He's got a little American flag and he just talks about like, hey, you need to open your heart to Jesus Christ. I love him, but he's written seven books and it's Confessions of Illuminati. And like, oh, they, I've heard of that too. Yeah. You look at the cover and like it, people are like, did you? Because I recommend all these authors. I have like Richard, like I have on like these super incredibly like well accomplished authors and people are like, why'd you interview that guy? You go through and actually read his book and the citations that are there. What you said, Mike, it's like, again, you, you, it, it's foreplay. You got to lean into it. Like you can't just you can't just start the podcast with you don't get the same high sacrificing a, a robot to Moloch. Like you got to ease into it. You got to be like, so we're at the end of an American collapse. And then 30 minutes in, you start bringing in like the satanic ritual sacrifice. But if you actually or again, like yeah. the, the robot, like you can't just jump to it and go, well, do they need us or are they just going to have the robots supersede the earth and then use a bioweapon to get rid of the eat? You can't do that. You got to, but I mean, he gets into it and really breaks it down from the evolution of just like the individual, like nuclear family, like being in synchronicity with the earth through like AI and, and digital ID 
and he calls it the cyber Satan. And he says, that's what it is. He's, he's like, this isn't America versus China. This isn't, he was like, if there's a flag, he's like, you're being misled. He was like, this really is free will and autonomy and the freedom to fuck up versus no free will. And that is, that is Satan. That is, you are drilled into the machine. There is no escape forever. It's just that in perpetuity. And that is, that's the end. And it's, again, you can't just jump into it. It takes a lot of like, you got to read through it. By the end, you're like, oh, Jesus, it's, yeah. But yeah, man, it, it, it oh, makes dude, a lot talking, of sense. You can write. What? They're, they're, talk, they're talking about this shit openly. Uh, yeah. Have you uh, have you heard of uh, Yuval Noah Harari, uh, Klaus Schwab's advisor? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, that, guy. that guy. Okay, dude, fucking, he's. I mean, this is the kind of shit he's talking about: joining humans and becoming gods with the fucking the code and all this other bullshit. Like th- this shit that was like conspiracy shit. Like, it's it's right there. Like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Like, it's undeniable. Like, in their own fucking words, yeah. that is what's happening. So, no, I mean, that guy's got a very good point. That's that is kind of how I see it as well. This is uh, a biology versus technology uh, fight that's coming. Uh, it's a good way of framing it. And, uh, yeah, it's... I, th- I think there is sort of like... I think there are similarities to be drawn with, with the oobleck, the non-Newtonian fluid. It does sort of kick you in the nuts. Like, I've always loved conspiracies. I've always... Yeah, what if, like, you know, I love them. I think they're fun. Uh, I think they're entertaining. I've interviewed Charlie Duke, who's walked on the moon, and, you know, he kind of, you know, blew out my favorite conspiracy. He's like, no, it's just a rock. And I was like, fuck. But, (laughs) you know, you look at things, and, you know, again, not not even 20 years ago, two years ago, if someone said, you know, this this is a satanic takeover of the world, this is, and I'd be like, like, fuck you. I'd be like, dude, you're high as shit. And now, like, you know, like every morning, like every morning I pray and I'm like, fuck these demons. Like, I'm like, I'm like, this isn't a conspiracy, Alex Jones. I'm sorry. Like, but I mean, but really it's, but then you even have to kind of zoom out even further and you have to go, is that the purpose of this life? Now I've never been in the military clay. Obviously you have like, I, I was in a, in a shitty fraternity in college, but the idea is, is like, there's no, you can't actually win hell week. You can't win pledge ship. The entire idea is you fail no matter what, but it's to bond you all together to finally you reach a point where you go, I don't even care if we get initiated, fuck them. It's, uh, it's we're together. And then that's the lesson to me. Part of me thinks like really zoom out. Like, is that the lesson of this, this conscious, awareness this experience that is now was maybe there never was supposed to be a utopia maybe you die and god goes yeah what did you think it was there's an evil guy named klaus schwab and it's taken over and the world's falling apart and they're all about like chopping off like babies dicks and giving men tits and call you a racist if you don't go along with it like what did you think it was it was it was a growing process it was a it was a test and you passed or you didn't I don't know. That, that's that's not that far. It's not that far off of uh, the guys that are taking lots of uh, mushrooms, like psilocybin, and uh, what's the other DMT? Oh yeah, 
that is very much kind of like a universal experience those dudes all come back to is uh, about that like relationship with the is made just you know a series of tests or uh or or trials that you're supposed to that you put yourself into that you need to pass uh I feel like in the bigger picture, though, what we're looking at right now fits so well into all all the religious variants version of uh, Ragnarok or uh, or or good versus evil, you know, apocalypse type of shit. I mean, they're on the fucking cusp. I mean, they got some scary shit up there. You know, I don't know. Everybody always thinks it's the uh, the apocalypse is not. You know, they thought that you know eight hundred in Rome. Uh, maybe this one is though. They do have, I mean, they have, they have fucking bioweapons and AI and RoboCops. Like that's, that's pretty fucking scary. They, yeah. They have a, they have a, yeah. I mean, they have geosynchronous, these aren't even new, but I mean, you have geosynchronous satellites. I mean, I'm reading about IARPA, the, uh, the intelligence version of, uh, of DARPA. And I'm reading about it in a book that's 20 years old called the uh, shadow factory, about the post 9-11 ultra secret, uh, NSA, I'm talking about like predictive capabilities and learning about and not just like you know war games like you know the movie but i mean actually like look at the entire world all of the nodes from you know uh admiral john poindexter's total information awareness and predicting all these capabilities and like you look at it and you're like is that not a very fancy and and verbose way of saying it's the end of free will you can dress it up however you want it's like does this not yeah and i know it you know everyone thinks it's the end of the world it actually kind of feels like we're there like someday someday it has to be one day you will be right (laughs) if you wake up and say today i die one day you're correct that's fucking right oh well well i don't know if i feel better or worse now than i did an hour ago (laughs) mike we've kind of we've kind of boxed you out you have you have any no it's not about feeling better or worse look man you have a set amount of time in this earth and you don't know how long it's going to be. You got to make every day count. And uh, I mean, shit, it doesn't matter if, you know, you got 20 years or five seconds. I mean, that that's all you can do is control your actions and control your thoughts. And at the end of the day, that is the only thing you have control over. So just enjoy your time on the earth. If you can, if you can kick some ass and, you know, make your, make your life better for your children, then yeah, hell yeah, yeah. let's do it. But no one should despair over our situation. It's bad, but it's not a, I mean, we, we're just, we're going to have to do what humans have done for eons. And that's just adapt and overcome. Just, and, and be grateful for, I'm like a very like serious, like one guy I've interviewed several times is like Joe Kent. And I was, you know, I was sitting here this morning bitching about how my biggest problem is that with a concussion, I can't play video games at night. That's the that's my struggle right now. That's my cross to carry. And I thought about it and I was like, I was like, yeah, Memorial Day. I always try to put things in perspective. I'm like, there are a lot of people that I'm like, wait. I'm like, that dude is I mean, like I lost a brother to suicide eight years ago. I'm like, this is this is the mother of his children. I'm like, that's today. And I was just sitting there, I'm like, in my own apartment, the air conditioning works, my parents are alive and married, my brothers are healthy. I'm I'm, you know, I'm healthy. I get to do a podcast for a living. My slippers are warm. That dude is, whereas I send off a text to Dale, say, hey, man, you appreciate your service. Happy Memorial Day. Today's a slog that that guy is crawling through. And it's like, 
hey man no i think you said it right mate don't despair i mean like thank fucking god i'm above ground thank god that yeah my biggest problem is i have to wear sunglasses inside yeah man fuck yeah clay final thoughts yeah. Final thoughts, brothers. As the uh, as the the great Ozzy Osbourne said, there's uh, there's no unbeatable odds, and uh, that's where you got to got to go with this. I think it's been a been kind of a downer of a podcast. We've got some some bad shit on this podcast, and that's okay. Uh, I just feel like that's necessary sometimes for people to uh, to realize the gravity of the situation. It doesn't mean that it can't sure. be won, though. It doesn't mean that we can't be better. Uh, and yeah. as long as there's there's breath in your lungs, there's hope. Yeah, it doesn't mean you also just can't still laugh at it i mean come on there's there's a bald there's a bald eunuch german eugenicist named klaus schwab like that's kind of funny like whoever designed this ride like there's some good writers the the, the memes this week have been worth living for i mean that's what i I mean come on come on it's there's some fucking hilarious as joe rogan said i think it was like 2015 (laughs) because a guy named anthony wiener gets caught sending dick pics like god has a sense of humor like (laughs) come on now no shit (laughs) mr mike shelby mr clay martin i'll put uh your books your twitter all that good stuff in the description again for anybody wondering why i'm slower and more retarded than normal it's because i am a retard and i fell in a window well and hit my head on a brick so gentlemen i'd love to do it again sometime and uh thank you so much god bless god bless america do not despair enjoy it